Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It had me do an update as soon as I tried to log on this morning. Like beautiful timing. <laughs> Gotta love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I'm using my virtual car background this morning because I had a a chapel event where Kai's class was reading out some prayers this morning. So I did that, ditched out, jump on with you guys. So that's why you got this background this morning. That's fantastic. You know, the more you get in that background, the more real it looks. I know. It's really cool. And then you know like how I do my head fake like I'm really driving. That's really I, I do like how you look around. I mean you really sell it. If you're gonna do it, do it. You gotta show up no matter what you're doing, guys. That's that's it. If you're here to fake a moving background, do your best. If you're here to have a freaking awesome closeout of a year, then you're in the right place. No matter what that's, you're doing. No matter what you're doing to show up, have some fun. Have fun and make money. You know, side note, non-side note, you know, driving in, talking, I know you do the same with your kids and take them in. And I said, I said, I got a choice today, Kai. And he's like, what is it? I said, I'm, I'm going to have either a super crappy caca day where I'm not going to enjoy anything and I'm going to let people aggravate me and it's going to just suck. Or I'm going to make this the coolest day I've ever had, hang out with some great people, um, have some fun, make some people's lives better and um, create some income so we could do some cool stuff. I said, which one should I choose? So, that's easy. I said, yeah. I said, who gets to decide it? Said, you do? Said, exactly. What kind of day you have? And then so we get to that whole process there. But, you know, I, we do that all the time. But it's, it's so relevant, especially in this market, especially in our job, because truly we get to decide what kind of day we have. None of us have anybody that can do anything to us that can impact us unless we let it happen, right? Yeah. How lucky are we? Oh, I mean, it's nobody. Sad. We should be unbelievably grateful, right? I mean, granted, this world is not perfect. Our country is not perfect. Our environment as it sits is not perfect and it never is and it never will be. But the reality is the fact that you can wake up today and do what you want to do. But I don't, I think we take that for granted. I think we really do, right? Most of us don't have the perspective of what it's like to wake up and not be able to do that. So it's, yeah. it's hard to have that perception of, of the other side. And I'm with you. That's something I've, I'm trying to instill in my kids every single day. It's why I like baseball so much, right? Because it is a, it's such a mindset game and it's such a game of failure that it forces them to get tough mentally because they're going to fail more than they're going to succeed in that game. So it's yep. one of the reasons I love it so much, especially at, at the youth ages. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, listen, everything we do is such a mindset game. And that doesn't mean it's easy. There's all, all of us get triggered by certain things. And when we're triggered right mentally then it's really hard to take a step back and figure out how do we rebalance our mindset and get back to where we should be but that's that's what it takes right it takes it takes constant practice you have to be consistent in and disciplined in that so that that way when you feel yourself getting off track when you feel yourself 
getting triggered and mentally starting to go down a path that's not going to lead anywhere positive, you're able to rebalance yourself, recheck yourself and get back into a better state. And it's so powerful. It really is. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, when they find themselves on that negative highway, they just slam on the gas pedal and just crash themselves. Right. And it's important to not do that. And it, it's just, it's, it's just a choice, man. It really is. And it's a manifestation of thoughts. You know, I know we talk about this stuff a lot, but I don't think enough because, and this ties into what we're talking about today. So it's, it's the, what is manifestation, right? The, the big word, but what is that? You know, I was talking about, that was one of the conversations Kai and I were having this morning too. Like, what is a manifestation? Like what, how would you summarize it? It's, it's your creation, right? It's literally your brain working to create whatever it wants to create. And whatever you start to create up here will start to happen. Good, bad, or indifferent, right? That, that Henry Ford quote is one of my favorites ever. Where he says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Because whatever you tell yourself, whatever you're creating in your brain, whatever your dream is, negative or positive, I promise you, if you think about it enough and manifest it in your head enough and create it in your head, it will become, start to become real. It just will. And whether it is or not, it's real to you. Yep. I, I had this conversation with Jason after his game on Saturday. He had a rough game at the plate. And he was like, I'm real. I can't hit is literally what he said. And I said, you're right. You can't. If you believe that, you can't. He said, but do you remember in the first game when you led that game off with a hit? So you can do it, but right now you're telling yourself you can't and you're 100% right if you say that, right? And then you're saying it out loud, which is even more dangerous because now, like, think about it. What do we, what's the first rule when you're telling yourself affirmations? What do they tell you to do? Say it out loud, right? Because when something is said out loud and your brain hears it, it actually works even more so. So when you're saying negative things out loud, it's doing the exact same thing. It's just as powerful. So it's even worse to say those things out loud in your head. But manifestation, coming back to that, is really just creating whatever you want to create, good or bad. It's your, it's your dream coming to reality. And it starts with the dream, right? It starts with the vision. It starts with the purpose, right? And, it, you know... I've been looking for another house, right? And to, to have as an investment property. And I've looked every, every day, I think about getting another house, right? And in one specific area, right? One specific neighborhood. I got my, my wife's parents come into town several times a year and I end up renting them a house, right? Cause I want it to be a nice vacation for them too. And I just flush ass money down the toilet and I, I get aggravated by that. And I, I said, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to find a cool house nearby and I'm going to keep it for us, right? As an investment, but it's got to be a great deal. It's got to keep going. And then guess what happens after months of thinking about it? One pops up, right? Really quickly pops up at a good agent and um, got it, right? So, the, but it's a manifestation of getting involved with thoughts, feelings, and actions that you're, you get committed to doing something. Like, I can't wait until I have this, right? That I have this house that feels good, right? It's 
goes into this business, I'm going to have the best listing ever by Friday, right? I'm going to have a beachfront house. I'm going to have a kick-ass. Whatever it is that you're looking for, you've got to get committed to do it. And that goes back to the manifestation. Like when, when I was doing the, the topic, when we were talking about the topic for today, originally I had on there, make an extra 50 grand by the end of the year, right? And I deleted it. You know why I deleted it? Because you, everybody's drunk monkey attacked me for even writing that out before I even put it out there. Because it would have been bullshit, not happening, not needed, don't need it. Why am I going to do that? That's crap. I'm not even going to listen. It's good. It's going to say good work, right? And so that was the, what I heard just from saying that. But it, it goes in line because we have five weeks left. And there's more than five weeks. We have five functioning weeks left because you got turkeys and guys in red jumping down chimneys and all kinds of um, legitimate excuses that really give us five weeks left, right? So in my mind, I was going, all right, five weeks. We could pull a deal a week down easy. You guys have all done it. If you've done, had a week and you've had a deal and you've done a deal a week, right? So it's not a really hard thing to come up with the ability to go do a week. And the average check's about 10 grand. And so that's simple math, five weeks, five deals, 10, 50 grand extra that you don't know about right now none of your sandbags none of your pendings none of your leads that are close to converting i'm talking like 50 grand extra and then i didn't put that down there because there's a few steps that need to happen before we even get to that that point right 50 grand a month is i think though that let's let's pause there for a second so man so the one part of manifestation that I think gets discounted and people, some people will <clears throat> pass it off as you can't manifest things, right? I've heard people say this, you can't make things happen. Here's the reality. Jeff didn't make that house where he wanted it in that neighborhood. He didn't manifest that house coming on the market. That house was going to come on the market no matter what. What manifestation is though, is he give, he put himself in the position that when that house came on the market, he was actually aware of it. Why? Because he was manifesting that in his own plan, his own dream, his own, what he wanted to have happen. So in order to help make that happen, what does he start doing? Once that intention is set, now he's checking every day. He's paying attention every day. He's monitoring what's coming on. So then when it does, he's ready to pounce right? That's really what manifestation is. It's not making something happen that wasn't going to happen anyways. These deals, the deals that Jeff's talking about, this one deal a week, there will be deals every single week for the next five weeks. The question is, are you going to manifest yourself to actually be in the position to actually earn that deal? Because that deal is going to happen with or without you. The question is, will it be with you? And it will if you start manifesting the need for that deal right now. And if you don't, then it's going to happen. It's just not going to happen with you. It's going to happen with somebody else. Like, you're right on. You're right on. It's, it's energy, right? Everything is energy and intentions, right? If you go back to every next level, you baggage, you, if we've ever done, we spend a lot of time talking about energy because every thought, is energy every thought every feeling everything that you say creates an energy field around you that either attracts or repels it just is what it is so when you get the manifestation of things that you want you can manifestation things out of your life as well 
right? And you can manifest things into your life as well. Same thing. It's become, you become what you think about, right? So what I want to think about is I, I personally would be so freaking ecstatic for every one of you live and on the replays to throw an extra 50 grand in your bank accounts by New Year's Eve or earn it. Maybe they all don't close, but you're going to have 50 grand booked in business between now and the end of the year. That would make me so freaking happy. I can't even explain it to you because of what you could do with that, right? And what you can do with it. And that's where the manifestation begins, right? It's 50 grand. That's, that's like, that's several hundred grand a year, guys, right? I know that's a big, if you're not making that now, you're like, well, I don't know about that. And that's drunk monkey waking up to get the guy a little banana and shove him back into bed and say, get out of my face right now. I'm starting to go to work and say, all right, what would it be like? What would happen when 50 grand on top of your pendings, on top of whatever else is going to close this year? That's great too. I'm talking about extra. I'm talking about an extra 50 grand pops into your world by the end of the year. What's great. Now, every one of you is manifesting the Powerball tonight at $1.9 billion. Okay. The odds aren't extremely great in that manifestation because you don't have a lot of control, but somebody will win it. So, um, but that's the same point. You, every one of you thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to buy a mama house. I'm going to buy this. You're starting the process, right? So, but you get your own lotto that we get to create every single day. Right. So that's the whole point. Let's play with the 50 for a second, just because it's, it's very easy, easily doable right now. I, what would you do with an extra 50 grand by the end of January? I'll ask Mike first. And then I want you guys to type in a couple of things that you, that what would you do extra 50, extra 50 pops in that you're not expecting as a result of you manifesting and going to work today comes in. What are you going to do with the 50 grand? I would very likely put that towards one of our new construction units in the triangle. Okay. So he would invest for his future. Yep. He would, yep. he would earn money to go to work for him. That's Correct. a good way of saying that, right? He would do that. Terry's got his, he's going to pay for his daughter, daughter's college. Beautiful. Right. Why not? What other things are we going to do? I love the fact that now, if you remember the order of importance, right? Craig talks about this a lot. Make sure that you have all your stupid debts paid off. You got a credit card balance running high interest. That shit's gone, right? Get rid of that. You need to have a savings fund. So God forbid COVID 27 hits and we're out of business on lockdown for several months. You better have a cushion of cash to take care of the people that you love. Right? That's just a responsible human thing to do. Right? So once you get those fundamental things taken care of and you've got a cushion and you've got liquid cash and you've got those dumb debts to pay attention, now you become a better contributing member of society with your, with, your, with your freedom to go do cool things, to give to the churches that you want, to give to the organizations that excite you, to make sure your kids are solidly set up for their educations and their future, right? to, to do what you need to do to put a big ass smile on your face with a new pool or a, whatever that that's the fun part okay meredith's got student debt good get rid of it if it ma makes you happy pay down a few students do it right do it give yourself the gift by the end of this year what you're writing down terry go pay off the college pay it off right go do it it's 50 grand it's 10 grand it's five deals that's all we're talking about right now but you see it's got to start with this 
and the belief that you can actually do it, which is the tougher part right now, because not a bunch of people consistently make 50 grand a month. And do so it's four and a mile. Once people start doing it, it's not a big deal. But consistent production at that level is a is an impressive income. But I'm not talking about consistency, right? I'm talking about you, January, December 31st, toasting the new year in with all of your debt paid, the college tuition's done, your visa cut in half with paid in full, right? That's the stuff we're talking about. Mike's figured out he wants unit 401, Cabana Beachside pool unit. And he's putting his cash together and he's telling his kids about it. Say, we're going to go play over there when we don't have baseball. We're going to go relax. And it's going to be yours when you come into college. You and your friends come chill. And then Courtney and I are going to go hang out. Oh, the visions, the pictures are the things that he wants to go do. Right? That's the point of first getting him. You've got to get, got to get emotionally into this, guys. It's fun. This is a game. This is a sport. And it's a damn fun sport when you let it be. It's crazy. Now I want to get a little tactical on this one because when we do business planning and coaching with you guys all, there's there's different versions. So I'm not I'm right now not talking about building your brand for business for Q two three four and next year and four years from now. I'm talking about caveman style beat down fifty grand throwing your bank account at the end of the year okay. because every single one of you can go do this. Every single one of you. And if you don't need 50, then make it 40. You don't need 40, make it 30. Don't make it less than that because why? If you're going to do the same work. Might as well go make the money. So what would we do? And I love this story. Like what, what would you do if you knew that you couldn't fail? And you knew that if you went to work starting today and for the next five weeks, you're going to get five additional deals and they're all going to either close or be pending to be closed. And that equals 50 grand. Like, where would you spend your time today? This is, I want you to get your feedback on this one. I want you to chime in. What is the most effective, efficient use of your time that creates income with it, with a transaction right now? Like, where would you go? I'm not talking about future brand building. I'm talking about clubbing in 50 grand by the end of the year. Where do we go? Start chiming in. And then I'll tell you exactly what I would do. Mike will tell you what he would do. But I want to hear from you guys about what you would do. In order of priority, where do you go to find business right now? Knowing that it's a hell of a lot harder than it was last year, simply because of the median interest rates right now. That's that's a given. We know that. So, but there's still people transacting. All right, I got some past clients and some sphere. Okay, I've got expires and Fizbo's coming in. What else? Yes, there's not really a wrong one. It just matters how do we transact with them. And let's go through a couple of examples on that. So past clients and sphere. Let's talk about that for a second, Mike. All right, so past clients and sphere, sphere, that's good. Now, do you expect your past clients and sphere to transact a deal in the next five weeks? being honest so do, do you think five of your friends are buying or selling houses in the next five weeks going into the holidays when fed just ranked high raked up interest rates again economic climate sucks ass right now and do you really think five of your friends are moving in the next five weeks probably not 
The reality no, is not. though, they may know somebody that is. So if you're going to go down that route, you know, it, now is the time to say, to start reaching out to people. You have a good excuse, even if it's someone that you haven't talked to in a while, because the holidays are upon us, right? So it's easy now to send that message and say, hey, you know, thought of you as we come into the holidays. I know we haven't chatted in a while. Hey, listen, I'm still, just so you know, I'm still working hard trying to finish out the year for, to have a good year for me and my family. And, you know, I'm still working. So if you know anyone in your sphere that is looking to move around, come to Florida, doing it during the holidays, they have a fresh start in the new year. I'd love to help them. You know, people I don't know, please, if you can just share this message with anyone, you know, those types of messages, those types of texts, those types of emails using Moxie and sending out those types of campaigns will go a long way if you're going to try and work past clients in sphere. Yep. I think a, a, a congratulations mock to every one of your past clients with a congrats. Why would you say congrats? Because their house is worth ridiculously more than they paid for it, right? And just a simple little CMA and then uh, hit them, right? With a call to action, which is Mike, you know people I know. I need your help. Who's getting married? Get pointed with the questions right now, too, because not a lot of people are saying, you know what, let's just go buy an extra house right now. It's got to make sense. It's got to make sense in order for them to do it. Who do you know in your world right now that's process of getting married? Right? I want all of you to go through this exercise. Who do you know that's thinking of, that's in the process of getting married? Who just got engaged? Who's getting married in your sphere? Every one of us knows somebody who just got engagers in the process of getting married true or false right 90 of us know somebody it's a cousin it's a neighbor it's a neighbor's kid there's something going on in that world second question who do you know that's actually going through a divorce or going through separations who's got that like every one of us knows somebody doing going through somewhere in that process how do you know that's actually um having a baby does everybody most of us know somebody who's pregnant along the way or thinking about doing that who right that's the question so these are the questions to ask so when i ask you the question your brain has to spit out the answer if you say hey keep me in mind anything you know let me know see you have a great day well i might as well just not say anything because there's no call to action the brain doesn't have to do anything but i say hey mike i need your help who do you know that's getting married who do you know that's getting engaged just thinking about getting a new home um who's starting their life out who's thinking about who's who's, who's getting married now I ask that specific question, what happens? A Google search happens and spits out with a name. If he has one, if he doesn't, then who's going through a divorce? Whose parents are moving down here? Right, those are the questions, because I'm looking for people that have to buy and sell real estate right now. You're not getting the investors. The only reason I bought this house is because it's a stupid, ridiculous price, in addition to the fact that I wanted one. I mean, I had mentally said, this is probably not the time to buy that house, right? because of rates and blah, blah, blah. But I don't care about the rates because you get a good price, right? And that's the way the market goes right now. But so there are people that will still buy right now. How many people are sitting on cash right now? A ton of people. How many people are looking, who do you know that's look, sitting on some cash that's looking for a great place to put their money as, a, as an investment? Guys, we have a whole website called The Beach Projects full of properties that cash flow like mad. So every one of us, every one of your sphere, every one of your past clients knows somebody who's getting married, getting divorced, right? getting job transfer or has a bunch of cash that's looking for a home for it. So yes, Lauren, that would be a great thing to do if you target them out. And if you called every single one of them, 
or texted every one of them or emailed however the method of communication is with all those people and ask them the pointed questions right, to get them to give you an, an answer. Now, this is only if you want 50 grand by the end of the year, guys. Right? If you don't, then you don't have to call anybody or just sit and wait for nothing to happen, which is another strategy that I don't recommend right now. But this is a, a get out there and go. Next one, uh, Mike wrote in, Spired's Fistbooks. Anything else to add on Sphere and past clients in that, Puma? No, I think that's that's the way to hit it. And hit them wherever, hit them everywhere, right? That includes Moxie, that includes texting those that you're close enough to text with, that includes sending Facebook messages, that includes going on LinkedIn and sending messages, that includes DMing them on Instagram. Like wherever they are, just keep in mind that a lot of times we think of our sphere as being in one particular group, and that's not true. I have a sphere on Facebook. I have a sphere in my phone. I have a sphere in email contacts. I have a sphere on LinkedIn. Like they're all different. Now, is there some overlap? Sure there is, but not enough for me to not leverage each. If I'm going to work my sphere and that's what I'm going to focus on, I've got to hit every single angle of that. So just keep that in mind. Now, everything's math, right? And the you've heard uh, was talk about when Craig and I did the training last Monday, when Mike was out in the, the tech conference, and we we're talking about the simple numbers, right? If you have 400 people in your sphere, in this market economy right now, the range is between seven and 15% of the percentage of a niche that will transact. And this type of economic climate with these type of rates, it's closer to 7%. So if you have 400 people, 7% conversion rate, there's 28 people in your sphere, that will be doing a real estate transaction this year, right? Doesn't mean they're doing it with you. It just means that they're gonna be doing a tra real estate transaction um, this year, 7% of them, that's it. 93% um, are not doing crap, right? So you need to get very uh, real with yourself and realize that most people just aren't transacting, right? It's almost like if you were selling car tires, you know, like, hey, anybody need a tire? Anybody need a tire? Anybody need a tire? Most people are totally fine with their tires. Right? Somebody ran over a nail last night and has a flat in their, in their, on their car, right? So you're trying to see who has a need for your service at this time, right? But 100% of those people know somebody else that is, right? And that's where I think we get very caught up. We, I, yep. Jeff's in my sphere. And all I want to know is if Jeff is wanting to transact or not. And if Jeff says no, I'm like, okay, on to the next. No, the reality is oh. Jeff knows hundreds, if not thousands of people that I don't know. So for me not to leverage that is silly, right? And that's yep. where it comes in though. Now, I can't really do that though, if I'm not consistently making sure that I'm building a relationship with Jeff, because the stronger my relationship is with Jeff, and the more I've communicated with him and the more consistent I've been with him, the more likely he is that he's going to think of me, number one. Number two, when I do ask, he's going to want to reciprocate, right? He's going to want to answer. He's going to want to help because I've been consistently part of him, his life and bringing value. Now, that doesn't mean you have to message them every day. But it does mean that the more consistent you are, whatever method of contact that is, whether it's a text, whether it's on social and you're just creating content, whether you're just reaching out periodically, you know, whatever that connection is to that person, they're in your sphere, they're in your database, they're in your phone, they're in, they're a friend on, for a reason. 
right? But if we just ignore them the entire time and then get to the end of the year and we're like, yeah, I need your help. Well, you know what? Go screw yourself, right? That's that's how that conversation is going to go. But if I've been consistent and I stay consistent all year and I'm consistently reaching out in some way, shape or form and trying to bring value, then when I do have that ask or I do have that conversation, guess what? It's going to go a lot differently, right? And more importantly, I'm going to be top of mind anyways so that when Jeff hears at, you know, at Kai's school this morning when they're doing their prayer reading and somebody says, hey, I'm actually... My thinking about moving all boop, all of a sudden I'm going to pop into his head because I've been consistent enough. Right. So that, that's the key there is you have, and, the, and consistency is the key with everything and it's a volume game, but what we just need to realize that, you know, to Jeff's point, 7% are going to directly do something, but 100% know somebody that is, and we have to tap into that. A hundred percent certain on that. Now, now let's go a little deeper on that though, because I hate giving referrals, right? Except for the few times I really like giving referrals, right? But way more times I don't give referrals than I do give referrals because it's going to reflect 100% on me, right? If I, you come to town and you said, I want to go, I need to get my hair cut, right? That's a great example. I've had my, some of you guys, well, except for Craig, Right. Lots of us get our hair cut. <laughs> but if he comes, if he came to town, there's people that have cut my hair that have screwed up my hair. Right. I was not, I'm, I know who they are. I remember them. Right. And I never will go back there, but I will make sure nobody else goes back through there. I just had blinds done at my house. The guy was referred to me by somebody that I trust. He was the biggest jackass in the entire planet. He physically got kicked out of my home, right? He was insulting. He was shitty. He was just terrible. And I physically threw him out of my home, right? Out. Get your shit. Get out. Take your stuff. Goodbye. Never let me see your face again out of my life. If I ever see you again, you're not going to enjoy it. Get out now. Never have I done that ever before for anybody ever. That person I did it to, okay? I will necessarily make sure not to never recommend him. But if I ever hear anybody looking for that, I will go out of my way to not to make sure he's unrecommended. Same thing, right? That's rare. But I will not rate that. The guy who referred him to me feels terrible. Absolutely terrible. Because uh, he had heard he was a good installer, right? It feels absolutely terrible. Most people will not refer because of what I just went through. It's better for them to say, no, everybody knows an agent. I don't need to talk about Mike. Right. Unless Mike has done three things. Do I like him? Do I trust him? And is he good at what he does? Right. I can't just know him and like him and trust him. And he has got to be good at what he does. That's why you're Moxie's, right? What do we say about Moxie all the time? Moxie makes you look great to the people you already know. Right. They already like you. They already trust you as a person. Now you just bombard them with the clear truth that you're damn good at what you do. Your brand's strong, your company's strong, your knowledge is on point, your CMAs are good. What if you what if you posted a CMA you did for one of your past clients and said, I love doing this for my clients. It's really cool. Take a look, post a link to one of your moxies. Would that help? Because yes, it would help because one of your friends who's at their kid's baseball game and here's real estate, now they like you, they trust you, and they've seen some of your work product, 
and they happen to click through the video and they saw your listing presentation on top of the fact they know you and like you, that's who's going to win. That's who's going to get the referral because most of the time they're not even going to want to give that referral. It is. It's that process of building trust. But I think sometimes we get caught and say, well, I can't do that unless Jeff used me before. No, that's not true. Right. And that's where storytelling really comes in because the more consistent I'm telling stories, the more can, you know, if Jeff's on Facebook and I'm consistently posting about some success stories, even if they're not mine, if they're success stories of the brokerage, or I tell a story of one of my fellow agents, what they did, that's all getting associated to me. And also yep. it could still be done during the reach out process. And that's what I'm saying. You have to be consistently reaching out and connecting with your sphere. And Moxie will allow you to do this, guys. Like, you know, I'm I'm big on Moxie. Maybe after spending so much time with Jimmy over the last two weeks, I'm like, he's got me <laughs> on his bandwagon, I think. But I am. I'm I'm big on it. And I think, you know, I sent Jeff and Craig something over the weekend where we bought my son batting gloves, right? And these batting gloves are are very popular now. A lot of the pros wear them. We've heard that they're amazing quality. They were referred to us. I never tried them though. And uh, and they're expensive for batting gloves, right? These are $90 batting gloves, which normally they're 20 bucks, right? So these are expensive. But I, I went ahead and I pulled the trigger. Now I've never actually physically used this product, right? All I've heard about is that from other people that I know and trust that they're good. Now this company though, the second I order, I get a awesome email confirmation back thanking me for the order. The next morning I get an email from them, from one of their director of operations, thanking me for my purchase and how much it means to me and that the gloves are gonna be shipping soon. Then I get a shipping update right after that. Then I get tracking. Then I get a video message the next day from the CEO of the company personalized to me that says it's literally a a less than a 30 second video that says, hey, Mike, just wanted to reach out. Thank you so much for your order. It means so much to me. Um, We really appreciate it. If you have any issues, please let us know. We'll make it right. Boop, done, right? Now, I got the gloves finally yesterday. My son still hasn't used it because they're for his birthday, right? In a couple of weeks. But so he still hasn't used it. He has not used the product at all. If somebody right now asked me, do you have any batting gloves that you would recommend? The first word out of my mouth would be Bruce Bolt. First word, right? He has not used the product. Why? Because my experience, I was already referred and then trust was built through the process. If they are willing to go that far to send me video, to send me emails, to and consistently do that before I've even tried the product, I have 100% faith in the product. And I have 100% faith that if they don't work out, they're going to make it right. And that's trust. They built trust already. And I haven't even used the product yet, but I'm already willing to recommend them. And that's where the power comes in. And that's where it really clicked with me was, man, we should be doing this. If that if, if they're willing to do that on a $90 product, do you think we should be willing to do that on someone that's going to cost you or make you 10 grand? Right? Probably, yeah. right? So then it, then it hit me. Do we, have the, do we have the tools and capability to do it? Yeah, we do. Yeah. That's what Moxie is, right? Could I set a Moxie campaign where I'm consistently hitting these people with a different message that feels personalized to that part of my sphere, could I shoot a quick video and add that in and send that out? Yeah, I could. 
if they're in my phone, could I shoot a, a 10 second video just saying, hey, just want to touch base. It's been a while. Hope all is well. Say hi to the family for me. Miss you guys. Boop, and send that out. Could I text that? Would that be worth it today to shoot 10 of those, 15 of those? Yes. I, in my opinion, yes. Right. And so those are things that are free to do that if you do that, you're going to build that trust. So just want to tell that story because I think that ultimately, if we can build trust, automatically you're going to be top of mind. And that's where that, that repeat and referral business is really going to shine. And, and the key part there is you haven't even used the product yet. I've touched it. It's the haven't feeling. That's, but everything's a feeling. So he, Mike, felt comfortable. And he's actually proud of this company now. I mean, this is the second time in three days I've heard that, that spiel. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. even used the freaking product yet. It might, it might fall apart in a week. Might, right? But it, it doesn't. <laughs> but no, that, but that's it. But if you're not leveraging the, the, the brand, I mean, brand's important, especially in times like this. And you got to be leveraging it. That's why we put together the moxies and the presentations and the video. The stuff that we do is important, right? Fewer people are going to transact. And we we were joking on the plane. You mean Craig? We were talking about the the agent death spiral, right? And the death spiral of, of desperation that agents go through as markets um, change. And there's a lot of agents. Way too many agents that are in this industry, and many of them aren't very good. And so. They're getting one last kick at the cat before they go to vision works or whatever the hell they're going to go back and try to get a job right so they're going to try to get a couple grand right to do something so what do they do uh i'll list your home for three percent i'll offer a thousand dollars to a co-broke uh yeah just hire me quick right i got a car payment three months behind help i'll do it for a dollar fifty Right. So you're getting this death spiral of the industry from a broker perspective. Hey, come work for me. I'll give you 187 percent and uh, I'll pay you until I go out of business in a month. Right. Everybody comes up with all types of gimmicks as the drain starts to weed them out. Right. So that's what's important about this is leverage it. It's confidence. It's coolness. It's competence. It's confidence. There's not a market we haven't seen that we don't, we don't know what to do in. We're already ready for whichever way this thing pivots and turns, right? We're, we've got this, we've got control and we've got experience and we've got cash and we've got knowledge and we've got one hell of a great team. All of us together is, is unbeatable. That's, it's just awesome. But you've got to portray that message out too, right? Whatever it is, we got you. So if anybody's doing anything, let us know. Wherever you are, I don't care if you're in Illinois, I will have the best person in your micro market in Illinois, hold your hand and walk through the process as if it were me, because I'm going to handpick that person. I'm going to hold their hands and I'm going to drill them and make sure they take good care of you, right? That's the message you need to be doing Every, to your entire sphere nonstop over and over, especially in a marketplace like this, because there's not as many of them transacting guys. They're just not. So we've got to figure out where are we going to go? So Yes, work in sphere, work in past clients, everything we just talked about. Most of it costs into zero dollars. You have everything already. I just got a local a news brief. Local home sales drop as mortgages skyrocket, right? That just blew up a little push notification onto my phone, right? 
what why <laughs> like it just hits just pushes that news it's so annoying it's yes they drop from the all-time high created by a global pandemic that was designed to kill us all and the world had no choice but to drop rates down to next to nothing to beg and plead people to please spend money so people would have a job right yes that was a really nice time right when <laughs> a fabricated sliver of time in the world where money was totally free and we were giving it to us literally to go spend that was nice well that it's well, over. funny to me <laughs> it's funny to me because even in sports right all the all the seasons that were cut short right <laughs> at the pro level in 2020 every stat yeah. everything that was done has what next to it an asterisk yeah. why because it was done in a shorter amount of time and it's not relative to the big scheme of things it was an anomaly so every record every stat everything that was said during that season including the world series was asterisk right because it was an anomaly it was different sports understand this <laughs> yeah so they know they can't compare a normal year to an anomaly Yet all we're doing now is comparing a normal market to an anomaly, which is what we had in 2020 and 2021. And so if we are not, though, understand that they are not stupid for believing these things. They're not because we are not doing a good enough job as an industry as being louder and bringing the advice and bringing the guidance. We're not being loud enough. If we had all 500 of our agents go out today and shoot that message out, we'd be even better off than we are, right? The reality is we're not, and you're not. And you have to understand and really ask yourself why you're not. Why are, do you believe it, right? Do you really believe that these 7% rates are the worst thing in the entire world? Do you really believe that if your client cannot pay 30000 over ask and maybe pay a little higher in rate and not have to make a decision today on whether they want to buy that house or not and waive their appraisal and waive the contingencies yep. and waive the inspection, do you really think that maybe having the ability to not have to do those things is not a better situation for them? Do you really think that as we enter the holidays, that if somebody is giving up their holiday time, to be talking to you about buying or selling a home that they're not serious, right? Do you know how many people have been super busy that are now over Thanksgiving and Christmas going to have more time to actually sit together and research homes and research a move and look at their options? Yes, they are. Now, are you going to have folks that are like, hey, this is the holiday. I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing open houses during the holiday. Are you kidding me? I'm not letting people in here. Yeah, you're going to have those people. But if we start using that as an excuse to justify why we're not being active and taking actions ourselves, you've lost, right? And we are really good as, as a human, it's just human nature. We are really good at justifying why we do something or why we don't do something, right? We are really good at it. We can come up with every excuse in the book. And when you have kids, it becomes even more evident. My kids can create an excuse for just about anything. 
right? And that's something I constantly work with them on. Stop making excuses. Let's really dig in, right? And, and we are really, really, really good at justifying to ourselves. All of you could go today after this call, be really inspired, go end up doing nothing, and you will justify it to yourself at the end of the day of why you did nothing. And that's the sad part. So we can't do it. If you really, really want to have a great end of the year, you got to cut all the BS out. Stop making excuses. Stop justifying why you're not going to hit it and start figuring out how you are going to hit it. That's it. And if you can't get there, then you're not. You just aren't. And that's the reality. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Well, and if you have a seller that's not going to want to have showing stuff during the holidays and you don't have a seller, right? And that's kind of the point that I'm going to make right now. That's not a transaction that's going to happen right now, right? People who don't have to sell, it's difficult to sell right now. I, I wouldn't sell my house right now. I've got super low rates and I like my house and there's not a lot on the market. And, you know, unless, unless something phenomenal popped up and then it would, it would be worth it. Right. But I'm not actively thinking about it at all. I was a year ago, right. When, you know, people were just dangling money in front of your face and saying, Hey, well, yeah, oh, well, interesting. All right. But that's not happening right now. It's not happening anymore. So we have to find a seller who has to sell. Remember the three questions. Do you have to sell your home? Do you have a place you need to be? And do you have a time frame for that to happen? If the answer is not yes to those three, you're not a seller. You're a maybe thinking want to maybe seller, but you're not a seller, right? I got to go find a seller. I'll incubate you. I'll hang out with you until life happens. You actually make, have to make a move, but I'm not I'm with you right now because I have a, five people I need to help and close by the end of the year. So I get my 50 grand. So my daughter can actually have college paid for. It. So don't waste my time, right? And then I'm going to, who's next? Do you have to sell? No, you'd kind of want to sell. Maybe if you get $4 million, buy, right? Hey, do you need to sell? I would be going all in, right? Finding who needs to sell their house. Guys, there's a lot of people that have to sell their house right now. This economy is not strong right now. People's savings accounts are not good right now. Their expenses are bad right now. Globally, not good. My wife's mom's in town from Germany right now. Her electric heating bill went up $1,500 this month, right? This month, that's not sustainable. You can't do it. There, she says there's a lot of people that can't, the food prices have gone up so much, they're going without, okay? This is not joking times. This is a very bad time, right? For a lot of people. And selling is an option that's gonna solve them because fortunately they're all sitting on a lot of equity in what they're doing. So we need to help people that really want to sell. And if you really need to sell, I'm not going to let you tell me what your house is worth, right? I'm going to show you the real market and what it's going to take to get it sold now. You might not like it, but it is what it is, right? It just is what it is. And here's the market. You want to sell quickly or do you want to be sitting around here bitching about your house hasn't sold in March? Your choice, but here's your price range. This is what it's going to take to sell your house. If you really need to sell and get to North Carolina by January, no play around. Let's go. The days on the market is not three anymore, okay? It's 58, right? Depending on your micro market. So the reality is what it is on that one. So where do you find these guys? I have, there's four estate sale pre-foreclosures right around where I am, right? That was not the case six months ago. Not, 
Estate sales happen. Pre-foreclosures don't, okay? There's several pre-foreclosures popping up on the radars right now. Those are people that have to sell their house, right? They're going to need some help and they have equity. This is the time you can help them. So find the people that are going on. There's, there's clues everywhere. Houses are being fixed up. Why do people suddenly fix up their house? Because they're selling the damn thing, right? Most of the time. The estate sales, the garage sales, the permit box, the landscaping's nice, the pressure washer, they're painting. They're doing stuff to make it pretty. There's a reason. Stop your car, knock on the door and say, hey, what's going on? I noticed some changes going around. It might be because they have people coming to town that want to make it look great. Great. At least, hey, I'm, I'm Jeff. Nice to meet you. Right? Have that conversation. If you're committed to going to make 50 grand by the end of the year. But I would do some smart hunting. And man, the tools we have right now, good Lord, are so amazing. Drive around. See a house. Get their information, their name, their phone number right there on your phone with your thumb while you're sitting in the car, call them, right? Call them, video text them. There's their cell phone numbers, right? What if you did a quick CMA on Moxie and you sent them a link with their CMA to their phone while you're sitting in the front yard in your air-conditioned car where you're looking at the property that's going to put 15 grand in your bank account? What if you did that 10 times today? Come on, right? It's free. Everything we just told you costs you nothing. A couple bucks in gas is what it is. Right? That's, that's the point of what we're in right now. It's just how badly do you want it? Your neighbors, your, your competition is not doing this right now. They're all saying, oh, God, it sucks. Rates are going to go to 8%. Ah! And you know what? They might. Who cares? It doesn't change the fact that people who need to sell need to sell. It doesn't change the fact that people that need to buy are going to buy. Now, are they as happy as they would have been at three and a half percent interest? Nope, they're pissed. They're bummed. They should have, would have, could have, but they didn't, right? That's the situation that we're in now. But how badly do you want it? There's going to be seven listings go up this week in your neighborhood on the market. You know who they are? It's the expireds. It's the canceled. It's the FISBOs. It's the high and medium sell scores in your neighborhood. And every one of them you have at your fingertips right now with no extra cost at whatsoever, period. Right? So, but of those seven, are you going to go tell Do they know you? Only way to get them to know you is shove your face in their face. Right? Find them on Facebook if you want to. I'd go more aggressively on a knock on the door. I want 50 grand by the end of the year. I don't want my daughter to stress out about college, right? I want her to go enjoy her life and figure out where her passions are. I don't want her to have to wait tables and go do all that stuff unless she chooses that she wants to, right? That's the issue. But it's my job, your job to get to work right now. If you're committed to getting extra cash, there's no excuses, guys. This is the time. There's nothing, nothing stopping you at all. The market is perfect. For those who need to sell, the market is perfect for those who need to buy. You've got tips and tools about how to get buyers to get a rate buy down to make it less painful well, until they refi, right? There's every tool you have, guys, is right there. You know how to tell sellers how to sell it. You know how to do certified pre-loved homes. You know what to do to make your house the most attractive on the market. You know the Moxie presentations are going to make you look like a Jedi rock star badass, right? It's all here. So you need just to get up on it and go, right? 
set the goal, get fired up, get committed, share your manifestation, right? What if you went into the office and say, nobody let me say any bullshit excuse about why I'm not getting a listing this week, right? I'm going out and I won't come back until I have five really good leads. I'll see you this afternoon. Bye. And get your ass in the car, go knock on some doors, go find the high sell scores, go find them, go on forewarn, pick up the phone and say, hey, what's going on? I'm sitting in front of your house on Oak Street. I was kind of curious what's going on with you guys. It's a beautiful house. I see you live in New Jersey. Is there any shot, hypothetically, you would even remotely consider selling this one? There's not a lot for sale right now, and there's buyers all over the place. My name's Jeff. How are you? What's going on? Right? How much did that conversation cost me? Zero. Zero. How many of those conversations should I have today? Until my voice goes out. Right? Until I physically can't talk. And then I'll have 100 grand by the end of the year instead of 50. And then you know how you get a bigger commission check? Stop in front of more expensive houses. Right? You go to a $300,000 listing, you're going to get a $300,000% commission check. You go into a $600,000 house, your check is double, right? You want to triple it, go to a $900,000 house. How do you find that? You know how to find that. Go to the expireds and do a search for that are $900,000 and up, and then go to them. Do the exact same damn thing. Search your search criteria for high sales scores, a million bucks plus. Get your ass over there and knock on their door. Right? There's no excuses, guys. That's There's not an excuse that's allowable for those of you who want to go make some money. And it's never better because you will never see another agent when you're at a door in this marketplace. It's not going to happen. Your competition is sleeping from a brokerage level and from a agent level. And this is the time to go capture every bit of market share human and just get fired up. But it goes back to write out 50 grand, stick it on your dashboard, right? and stick it on your bedroom, bathroom mirror. And it's just, this is it. Wake up, say, I'm going to make 50 grand by the end of the year. I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to do it because I can't wait to just send my daughter to school with a check, okay? Done, 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 done. And there's not one logical, realistic excuse that works. I'm not going to buy it. Craig's not going to buy it. Mike's not going to buy it. Thomas is going to buy it. Terry's not buying it. Thomas, Kat, Chris, Jimmy, we're not letting you get away with that shit, right? Let's get life to be freaking amazing and cash helps, right? Cash helps. If all of us went and did what we're talking about, our signs pop up everywhere. We progressively just exponentially all get more business, right? So this is the time to reach out, to tell us help, kick my ass, make me do this, I don't know how to do my moxie thing you talked about. Just tell us, right? Just tell us. We'll sit you down. We'll help you. Hey, where do you find these people's phone numbers? Just tell us. We'll show you. We're your freaking business partners, guys. We want you to be more successful than you want to be, right? And we've got every tool that we work damn hard to find to put it at your dis disposal, right? So this is the time. This is Monday. I love Mondays. They're bullshit, fresh excuses, but they're great. And it's a blank sheet of paper and we got nothing but opportunity. We have nothing but abundance. We have nothing but people that want to talk to us that, that we can help guys. And at the core, the core belief, this has to be yours, right? And if it's not, please let us know so we can fix it.
if anybody is selling a piece of property and they do not involve me in that process, they're not going to have the type of experience they deserve, right? There's not another brokerage. There's not another person that has the ability to do as much as we can do, guys, period, right? We've got resources, talent, reach, ability, skill, everything that's better than everybody else out there. It's true, right? You have all of that and you have to swagger out there and go make it happen. Go talk to people, right? They like you, they trust you, they're good at what you do. You have all the tools to show all of those guys, right? You, are you brushed up? When's the last time you really sharpened up? You, do you know when you talk to somebody, are they a DISC? Are you listening to their communication patterns? Are they visual, auditory, kinesthetic? Are you really mirror and matching? Are you doing the best job you can be doing to connect with people right now? If not, go watch the trainings. They're there, right? That's your Netflix right now. You wanna find out how to do the absentees? Go watch the absentees. You wanna go brush up on FISBOs? Go brush up on FISBOs. Go to the resource center, go to Megan's agents. Right? We got some new cool stuff about to be rolled out to make it simpler. Moxie present, right? Learn it, do it. Guys, this is the time. I'm Obviously I'm fired up. I didn't even have any coffee this morning. You guys are lucky on this one, but this is the time. This is the time, guys. I'm very fired up and we're just gonna capture market share. So that's the end of my rant for the day. <laughs> no, no excuses, guys. Go get it and just keep going. It's a numbers game. Give yourself as many at-bats as you can. That's it. And you're not alone, guys. If you need a little extra kick in the butt, please reach out. Please reach out. And if you don't think you need a kick in the butt, then I want you to look at your bank account right now and realize that you need a kick in the butt. If you've got debt, you need a kick in the butt. If you don't have investment properties the way you should right now, you need a kick in the butt, right? Take advantage of it, guys. This is your time. This is your time. Reach out. Let us help you. What? Do it. Last thing. Get focused, guys. Mike Clayman, I just saw you put in there. You're trying to get renters for Divi. You're trying to sell a listing. You also had mentioned earlier that you thought the best way to, to go get five deals was to sit there and work expires and for sale by owners, which I agree with, by the way. But you literally just gave three different things in a matter of five seconds that are not the same in any way, shape, or form. Get focused. Pick one of those and go all in. It's going to be Divi renters. Go after Divi renters. If it's going to be expired, go after expired. If it's going to be for sale by owners, go after for sale by owners. Put your head down. Become an expert. And every single thing prospecting-wise that comes out of your mouth or is sent from your computer or is sent from Moxie or is sent by you typing it needs to be about that. Go all in. I promise you, you will have better luck than if you sit there and try and do all three of those things because those are three different messages, three different clients, and three very different offerings. Get focused. If you don't get focused, it will not happen. That goes for all of you. So that's it. That's right. I love it. All right, guys. It's all in your court now. You know what to do, and we've got you. So reach out. Let us know what we can do to help you kicks the best what kind of week is this going to be best week ever and who gets to decide it guys we do we do we do see you guys make it a great one